Listen, I've probably been the most hesitant to be playing around with the Tiki Talkie, but it is now the number one social media platform out there and it cannot be denied. So that's why I've been going all in and really maneuvering and finding out how you can make TikTok work for any business that you have without having a gajillion followers. And I have been mastering that in a big way. That's why I want to invite you to a TikTok workshop in March. You do not want to miss it. For more information, just go to rockstalks.co. Totally worth it. You'll love it. To say that I am so excited about this week's podcast is an understatement. And I have to tell you, I wasn't even sure I was going to get it up because I am in Cabo right now. But when I recorded this, I was sitting down for my 40th with my wonderful friend, um, Megan E. Butler. Megan E. Butler, you'll get the full introduction of her in a moment during the podcast. But what you need to know about her is that she's tapped into something that, in my opinion, is a, you know, when you, is oil. She's found gold. And I don't mean the money kind, although it can definitely turn into that for those who master it. But just one of those special tools that I believe that if we all figured out, we would have a lot more success in our personal and professional lives. I'm talking about emotional intelligence. And although that phrase is used um, very flippantly, it's a lot, it goes a lot deeper than that. And so today you're going to get to hear from Megan as she teaches you the steps on how to maximize emotional intelligence and also gives a great definition and understanding of what it is. So enjoy, soak it up, and this is definitely one that you're probably going to listen to over and over again. I could have talked to her for hours. Welcome back to Rock's Talks. My name is Roxanne Wilson, coming to you from beautiful Mission Beach, San Diego. Stunning. Hopefully you can see the water there if you're listening, or if you're watching, I should say, on the YouTube channel. One of the great things about being here in San Diego to celebrate my 40th is that I've met some and had the great fortune of having some special people impart wisdom, knowledge, um, and friendship in my life who came to celebrate with me. And one of them happens to be Megan E. Butler. Hello, Megan. Hi, Rox. If you listened to season two, and if you didn't, you should go back and I'll put a link to her episode. But we've had Megan on the show before. Um, Megan is not only amazing in a thousand gajillion different ways, but she also has found her niche really speaking truth out there for the masses, whether it's in the corporate world or just people. If you're interacting with people, you need to hear her message. <laughs> and so you can find um, most of her work on Inc. Magazine, mm-hmm. um, as well as Fast Company, yes, and more other great things coming to you. So thank you, first of all, Megan, for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely. I'm Had to. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me, I, you know, I kind of teased it, mm-hmm. but what is it that you're talking about that is really taken Firestorm? Um, I write about emotional intelligence at work. EI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. EI. EI. Um, and, you know, it's something that we all have but to varying degrees Mm -hmm. and um, really has become quite the buzz since the 90s when it first came out. Um, But now we live in a space and time that allows for a richer conversation and intentional development. Now you say in the workplace. Yes. Do you, why the workplace? Because EI is everywhere. EI is everywhere. Um, Most of the literature about emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. is written for the senior 
executive leadership. Uh-huh. And it's predicated upon the assumption they have 30 years of experience from which to draw. Which is fair. I mean, to some extent, EI is, an, is a maturity arc. Right. Also, that's where all the money is. <laughs> but I don't really uh, care about the money. My, my um, passion is speaking to young and mid-careerists. Mm-hmm. or people who maybe are older but owning businesses for the first time, starting businesses. So the um, masses, basically. Basically the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that had I had an introduction to the framework much earlier, mm-hmm. and had I had all of my bosses were very well-intentioned um, and cared about me a lot, but not always very clear as to what was happening in those coaching moments. And and had I had that, I think I might have had a very different career trajectory yeah though I love the one I'm on and I would you wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be here with the masses um yeah well and it's interesting you say that because I think some of it is those coaching moments the coach doesn't know they're coaching and the coach the coachee doesn't know know they're being coached (laughs) oh it's just constructive feedback that was nice yeah exactly next I can decide if I want to write that off or not right um and so that's part of the problem we don't really get educated in that in the world though no no, a lot of it is usually corrective. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of coaching comes at corrective moments when somebody's done something wrong or, or is at a critical intersection in their professional experience. And and my whole point is that these are conversations um, that we're raising each other as people, mm-hmm. essentially. And whether it's in your personal life or at work, that um, there are some very meaningful ways to have conversations like this where everybody is heard and understands what's happening. So we're parenting basically Basically, each other. we're parenting each other. <laughs> yes, it is an act of parenting. Interesting. So tell us more about, like, why is, why don't we know about it? Okay. Um, well, it's always been around. It mm-hmm. is very, very much what makes us human. Mm-hmm. So if, um, it's, it's the basic definition, right, is uh, the ability to understand regulate and manage your own emotions your emotions and understand and influence the emotions of others understand and influence the emotions of others others. so the first part i get i think about like my nephews who's growing up in certain points they don't know they like feel something and they don't know how to respond correctly exactly they they can't regulate exactly Mm -hmm. but repeat the second half because i feel like maybe Mm -hmm. that's the this is this is the crux Mm -hmm. right because um it is to understand and influence the emotions of others understand and influence the emotions of others which means there are two people in the dynamic Mm -hmm. and it's not only about you at least two maybe (laughs) at least two maybe more um you gotta be really intelligent to be able to do that it's like a master of game right kind of you know the best people at it it is much like a chess game they're seeing the whole board they've Uh taken themselves out of the equation they have the self-awareness they've removed themselves and they can see the whole board um and they've taken emotion for themselves out of the equation yes not necessarily. So that's a common misconception. And I think actually a lot of people who are writing about emotional intelligence, which I think there's room for everyone, there can't be enough of right. it. But I often see them misusing the term, um, kind of couching it wholesale as empathy or compassion, which mm-hmm. those are parts of it, mm-hmm. but they're not all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? So I was asking, so if you're able to master it, be that oh, chess master, yes. do you have to take the emotion out of that? Yes. Uh, it's that's where we talk about boundaries, mm-hmm. self boundaries, um, and the leaders that we see do that the best are not typically perceived as being emotionally intelligent, where they actually very much are. So one thing I wrote about recently was that a lot of um, bosses that we've had over the years um, seem aloof, mm-hmm. 
and uninterested and kind of cold. Yeah. But at the same time, they're incredibly effective at their job. So it's this tension we can't always solve for. And um, as somebody reporting into them, that can be very awkward. Can you spot someone who's emotionally intelligent? Like, can you look just at the trajectory of like the big CEOs out there and go, oh, Steve Jobs, he was emotionally intelligent, just for example. Like, can you tell yeah. that because of your wisdom and knowledge? <laughs> Generally speaking, yes, mm -hmm. yes, mm -hmm. because it's not just what success they've created, but what they've inspired in others. Uh huh. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And it's because, right, because again, it's not a personal pursuit. It, it, somebody else has to be involved in the equation. So you really do have to remove yourself from the oh my gosh, he likes me, he doesn't like me, mm -hmm. which we have. I mean, mm -hmm. I think the struggle at times with work is that you're there for twelve plus hours. Yes, you spend more time with these people than your own family. So, which I think is mm -hmm. so apropos that you said it's like parenting each other. Yes. So how does one get to a point where they're emotionally intelligent and it can either help them whether at the top mm -hmm. or they're mid mm -hmm. or they're just starting out? Mm -hmm. um, well, with intention. Mm -hmm. So we hear a lot about, uh, it's also called EQ, so emotional quotient. An intellectual quotient, the IQ is universally accepted there is a, a standard measurement of it and you get one and it might vary a degree or two over the course of your life, but it doesn't really change. Mm -hmm. um, emotional intelligence or an emotional question, quotient is measurable. There are a number of different tools that you can use. Um, becoming more widely accepted, uh, but it is kind of a spectrum. Like everybody has it again in varying degrees and you can mark where you are and then take on specific um, exercises or um, engagements to improve your own emotional intelligence wherever you find kind of a deficiency or an opportunity. Oh, wow. So, um, for example, um, in my own, mm -hmm. for a long time, it was self-awareness, which is the, the fundamental building block. If you don't have that, you're never going to become social, uh, emotionally intelligent. Okay. So wait, let's go back one yeah. step. How do you test your own EQ? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if you Google it, there are a lot of assessments. I use the um, EQI 2.0. It's a, a Canadian company, and it's one of the only psycho, I think it's the only psychometric assessment. So okay. it's regulated by the APA and the AMA, and I had to take a very intense <laughs> training course in order to understand and administer it because it's regulated. Um, and they use a framework that has a number of different subsets that they're measuring against. So they're looking, and then they're looking at the relationship between those those um, building blocks, mm -hmm. essentially. So I um, I scored lower in problem solving than I expected to. But when we looked at the assessment and we put it up against um, independence, like how I make decisions, I'm independent. Am I an independent thinker? We saw that um, there was opportunity for me in a team environment to be um, uh, not aggressive but more assured and mm -hmm. my decision-making and assertive in my decision, like make the decision and it's okay to seek opinions of others, but not to rely on seeking opinions. Of Interesting. Others, right. And that was a great, that's something I can work with. Mm -hmm. And then I've seen the move, I've seen the needle move as I've worked on that. So you can take a quiz, mm -hmm. an assessment, saying, yeah, like a 20 test. and it lets you know, and then you know what you need to work on. Yes. But you're saying that first everyone has to be self-aware. Self-aware, if you're not self-aware, you're never going to become emotionally intelligent. How does one teach self-awareness? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> Are you? Because I'm like, I'm, I how know. do you do that? Have you listened to this and you're dying to get tested? 
by Megan to find out what your emotional intelligence score is so you can start maximizing this not only in the workplace but personally. Simply go to my website, RoxanneWilson.com forward slash RT35. That's RT35. There you'll find not only the show notes, but links to find Megan B. Butler and to get connected with her so you too can get your quiz on. Through the action of writing basically a lecture for an undergrad class at UT, I, I kind of tripped into creating my own framework for teaching self-awareness. Oh, and nice. I was like, wow, this would have worked for me if I were, you know, at any point, really. Mm-hmm. And I look at it as, as basically a degree program. If I were going to university to receive a degree, to earn a degree in self-awareness, mm-hmm. this is what it would look like. Freshman year is, um, I have a feeling I can name it. Sophomore year is freshman plus, which is, um, I, I know why I'm feeling that. Junior year is I can regulate that senior year is I can do all of this and now I can create boundaries. Wow. And then like your grad level of self-awareness is that you can take yourself off the board. So you can take yourself out of the equation and see everything, see what, how everybody else is having that experience. The chess master. So it's five steps. Six feet doctorate. (laughs) What's the doctorate? That's when you can, you can do that for larger groups of people and help other people through that. So how long does it take for self, like if you're completely not, or unself-aware, not self-aware, How long does that take to go through the curriculum? Yeah, that's funny. I never put a timeline on it because mm-hmm. you're talking about what makes us us mm-hmm. and everybody is moving at a different pace mm-hmm. and everybody is coming in to the dynamic with very different experiences and histories and biases, right? Things they have to work through. Right. And and to a large extent, what we're saying is, is yes, most of this is a natural maturity curve, mm-hmm. but by working on it with intention, you can hotwire that. Those, uh, that progress. So for one person, it, they could kind of crush the course really quickly. Um, for others, it's just they're going to, like I did, I just needed more life experience and challenge in order to get there. Was it because you were trying to make sense of your own experiences that you stumbled upon this in the first place? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would say um, my career has been unconventional, mm-hmm. unexpected, and very exciting. But there have been times that have um, clinically been traumatic, yeah. you know, informative experiences have been very, very difficult. And I'm kind of in that, that late 30s time where therapists call it convergence or integration, where um, a lot of past experience or all the dots are starting to connect. And mm-hmm. you're starting to see how everything is tied together and related and why one thing happened and another thing happened. And, you know, it's like dominoes, like yeah. seeing how everything led. And... And I and it, so when it finally clicked for me, and I started writing about it, I was encor- encouraged by how it resonated with like people I don't know sending me emails and saying, "We need more of this." You right. Know, this you have put it in a way that I can understand, and it's not boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've read or listened to every single EQ book probably ever written. Harvard Business Review has many wonderful pieces. I'm sure it puts a good like sleep. Yeah, but it's it's a bunch of people saying a lot of the same thing in a lot of the same way, but calling it something slightly different or telling a few different stories, but all from the same place. And I'm like, if we made it more relatable and approachable, I think I think more people would be able to address could hear it. it. Yeah, yeah, and could understand it. So you do need to start. You need to do an online course on that. I'm just gonna put that up there. seriously. <laughs> okay. So okay. once you have the yes. um, we have self aware. Yes. Then what's next? Or is that everything in a nutshell? Well, it's. <laughs> Yes and no. Mm-hmm. So they're they're kind of 
you know, you're talking about self-awareness and self-actualization, and that's really understanding yourself in terms of the dynamic, not just what you feel, but how are you impacting it? How do your feelings impact others, et cetera? Um, and it's just, it's kind of this slow and steady widening lens, right? So it becomes less about you. Mm -hmm. And more about others. And more about others. Which and is amazing. And you wrote something about gratitude being the yes. cure or antidote, yes. basically to and, all of this yeah gratitude seems a lot of this is very soft and when it comes to especially senior executive leadership and all of the management curriculum and, and frameworks that are out there um, it, it's harder for people to take it as seriously as they do something um, that has like a measurable two plus two yeah, equals four. four that's really easy I get the math yeah, right uh -huh. <laughs> um, people are always going to be the hardest part of anything we do at work mm -hmm. or anywhere else like you can master you could learn to program tomorrow if you wanted and right. you could be a crackerjack at it um but when it comes to working as part of a team people are always going to be the hardest part of any mm -hmm. job so if we can't get it right with each other you know mm -hmm. kind of the extension of that is like do we have any business programming technology and deep machine learning and ai if we can't to read us if we can't get it right that's so, huge. Yeah. That's so I've kind of stumbled in, into this <laughs> global conversation. I, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, any other takeaways? Because I feel like the course that you just gave us <laughs> is a huge takeaway. And But what else would you say to someone who's trying to figure this out? Because it sounds to me like if you figure this out early in your career, you're like balling. And I saw that. I saw that with a lot of people who may not have been awesome at the technical part of their job, but mm -hmm. they were really great. Like we see this in politics a lot. People are amazing diplomats. Mm -hmm. They may not have a hard skill, mm -hmm. but they're amazing. Like diplomacy. So much of it is diplomacy intact. And, Likeability factor. Yeah. And, and it's not just, you know, I mean, charisma is important, but I mean, it kind of brings up a good question. Somebody asked me recently, um, well, I asked our pastor and I said can you who is the most intelligent emotionally intelligent person in the Bible and I can't remember who he said but it was a bad guy basically he said well he is but he was an awful person so he's not was it Esau or was it I think it was Esau, Esau. yeah and I said I said I disagree that he I think some of the worst people in the entire world are incredibly emotionally intelligent which makes it possible for them to be that bad to other people exactly so um, it's it's something that we all have and it's something makes that, it possible because a they're able to detach their emotions from it, and then b they're able to manipulate. Is that why? Yeah. yeah okay. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're able to um, to persuade and influence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All of about, the bad, the terrible, terrible people. Some some of the most emotionally intelligent um, executives and CEOs we've ever known might have been horrible to work with, yeah. but the way that the products that they turned out because they were able to influence their teams the way they did. Whether it was through fear yeah. or whatever right. it might have been. They might have some deficiencies or opportunities within their own EQ set, mm -hmm. um, you know, but they leaned hard into what they were best at. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I guess I would say, you, you said, what is the one thing, you know, we should take away from this? And is that one, we're, we all have it. Two, we're all capable of being better. Mm -hmm. And three, that it is possible um, and there are tools that you can use and things that you can read to help you build intention around that. Mm -hmm. Because it is a process. 
we, we are always learning and growing and and like with anything if you have no intention you're just gonna flail yes you've got to have a focus yeah you got to have a focus like give yourself some some intentions around it not goals but intentions so if someone asks you if you have emotional intelligence yes you do yes yes one yes you do you can improve it you we can, can do better it. yeah we can do better and there's skills out there and yes. things to do and there that. are tools out there to help you do that I love that. Yes. Thank you so much, Megan. This has been fantastic. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. If you're watching, um, there's links, as of course, that you'll see. I would love you to mm -hmm. follow Megan. Um, her stories, her articles are amazing. If you're listening, you. go to my website, RoxanneWilson.com, and you'll find more information about where you can find Megan all around the globosphere <laughs> of the internet. Um, yes. And I hope that also, we're going to put on there too, if we can, that link to that survey that you were talking about is that yeah. possible yes i mean it, it there is i i can administer it and we awesome. can, if somebody's oh. interested we can talk about that because it's not it listen is. eq <laughs> dr butler yeah. will help it's you it's regulated so you can't just but you, you know, can administer it for them yeah. okay that's fantastic yeah, i would love to offer that mm -hmm. that's phenomenal yes. and i encourage everyone to do that i'm going to do it too okay you got it thank you megan so much thanks for listening to rocks talks thank would you. love for you to subscribe to pass this along to someone that you know i know it can speak to their lives as well too and we'll see you next time i love that you're listening to rocks talks and as i'm building the end of this season i want to know what you want to hear more about please send me an email roxanne at roxannewilson.com and give me the 411 because I'd love to have those discussions that are meaningful to you and that will help your life. Could you do me a favor and screenshot this episode? Hop onto your Instagram stories and tag me, Rocks Talks. I will repost you on Instagram and I love knowing that people are listening to this podcast all around the world. So thank you again so much. Also, if you have not subscribed yet, it's time to subscribe. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listen to um, Rocks Talks. And please not only subscribe, but also comment. It helps so much as we build this network and this tribe of people. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye. Knock, knock, who's there? Black Friday deals are here, woo! Okay, here's the skinny. Rocks Talks is doing the largest spe sale special bonuses you've ever seen in the Rocks Talks community are now live, but we're telling the general population to get on the wait list, which is true, but here's the surprise. When you get on the wait list, bada bing, it unlocks all of the deals now. Why? Because we know you're shopping now. We know that there's tools that you need to close your year strong and kick off 2023 that you need now when you want them. So as a result, take a look at the Rocks Talks done by you, done for you, and done with you deals. Steep deals and the actually the launch of social emails. It is officially here. And when you're the, one of the first 100, you get a special surprise, three bonuses and a deal. And also new kits. We have a new kit. The Hero Product Kit is now live. So many things. I'm not supposed to tell you all this, but go to socialstoriesmembership.com forward slash Black Friday. Get on the wait list and boom, the deals will be unlocked so you can be the first to get them. Enjoy. I'll see you over there.